Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm Rainbow Raja, shaman and life coach, and I am so grateful you have joined me here today. Now, I wanted to start the show off with, you know, a, just some appreciation for my daughter. I know this is super misplaced, but we just had Mother's Day and my daughter took it upon herself probably a little over a month ago to start her own podcast. It's called Princess Mermaid Storytime. Now, let me tell you, she's a seven-year-old. Her uh, podcast is literally just super, super short chapters to this story that's ongoing. Um, but the entire thing she has come up with on her own. She's so passionate about it. Uh, and I just want to shout out to my incredible daughter. I know she isn't going to hear this, but I, I'm just so proud of her. And I just wanted to share her accomplishment with, <laughs> with the people that I have, you guys. So if you have kids who enjoy bedtime stories, please go on over and search Princess Mermaid Storytime on Spotify, or if you have an Amazon Alexa, go ahead and uh, just ask for Princess Mermaid Storytime. Uh, I just, I'm just so impressed by her initiative to do this on her own. She is so excited about it, and pretty much every single day she wants to record chapters, and we don't always have time for that. So, anyway, the reason I want to share her accomplishment with you guys is her podcast about storytelling. We're doing the whole month on writing. And I just want to reiterate that you don't have to be an incredible writer. You don't have to have, you know, a bunch of background and literary understanding. You just have to have a story to tell. And I, I think anybody can write. And that starts off today's show because in today's show... We are going to be covering five ways to use writing to level up in your self-care and introspective work. And of course, you can expand this to your creative endeavors or turn this into a career if you find passion in it. But I'm just talking about some practices that you can apply in your day-to-day -day life that is going to help you have a better understanding of where you are, where your emotional uh, where your emotional level is, where your dreams are, etc., etc. So let's jump right in. Number one, daily journal. Depending on where you are in your journey, you can write either in the morning or in the evening. In the morning, write down your dreams, daily affirmations, and a present tense version of your expected plans for the day. For example... I might wake up, write down, oh, I had this dream where I was chasing a dog through a field of corn. And then my daily affirmations are, I am strong, I am capable, I am going to overcome the day's challenges with ease. And the present tense version of my expected plans would be, uh, I'm going to greet each client with a smile, I'm going to help them to the best of my ability. I'm going to be open to receiving any guidance from my guides or their guides that is going to support them in their journey. 
I'm going to make sure that I get all of my deadlines for all my work done. I'm going to spend quality time with my children. We're going to connect without any interruptions. I'm going to take a walk today for 30 minutes at the minimum. And I'm going to make sure that I'm reading for 30 minutes and that I'm in, you know, enjoying that. So you want to make sure that you're talking about it in the present. I am reading a book. I am with my children. Um, and that you're writing this down. I just did it as, as, you know, on the spur of the moment. But when you're writing it down, you want to be in the present tense as if it is happening in this moment, as if you are manifesting the day and how it's going to go. Or at night, you can journal about your day, things that have already happened and your perception on them, your moods, and what you hope to dream of that night. Now, each one of these will address different self-healing stages. I'm going to explain what that means and how that really applies here. We have the morning routine, which is the active approach, and we have the evening routine, which is the passive approach. Each of these are kind of the yin and yang energies of each other. So the morning routine is the active approach because you are having to use focus and concentration to recall your dreams. Then you begin dealing with this masculine energy and drawing on visualizing your day in advance in order to manifest the results you want. Now this active approach is for people who are in a good place emotionally, mentally, and physically, who want to focus on building on the foundation they have already stabilized for themselves. This is usually for entrepreneurs, people who have a career already going, maybe family units where you're not necessarily having to correct your behavior, you're not having to second guess yourself you know who you are and you are just trying to make bigger things happen for yourself. Whereas the evening routine takes on a passive approach. The feminine is introspective, reflecting on the day's events and the emotional tones as a way to mitigate future challenges and shift any behavior or thinking patterns causing trouble in your life that all has to do with this reflecting uh, approach to looking at your day and really observing how people are interacting with you and observing how you handled certain situations in your day, how you could have handled things better. Where was your sadness, your anger, your happiness on a level of one to five? So it's really taking into account all of these factors and how maybe some of your behavior can be shifted depending on how you see yourself living, how you want to represent yourself. This evening approach also ties in that feminine nature of creativity in having control over your dream world. And in the shamanic belief system, the dream world has more power over the physical plane than we even do in the physical plane. 
So in a lot of ways, people who are deeply intuitive, might prefer the evening uh, routine over the morning routine, whereas people who are more analytical based might enjoy the morning routine more than the evening routine. So the passive approach helps one to become more in tune with their emotions, their spiritual perceptions of their beliefs, their roles and circumstances as a way of finding inner balance and understanding. I used that approach a lot in my life when I had turbulent emotional states. Uh, So if you're somebody who deals with a lot of anxiety or maybe a bipolar or you have um, any kind of mood, mood roller coaster going on or you're in a, a situation that triggers you a lot, doing evening journaling is so, so helpful to being able to look at the conversations you had, how they led up to triggers, how they led up to certain outbursts or certain declines in your moods. It can be enlightening to be able to look back last week, the you know, the week before, and to have a roadmap to understanding how your inner world is working. And you'll have a better understanding of how you can navigate avoiding triggers and avoiding other people trying to to get a rise out of you. So one is external development, whereas the other is internal development. Of course, either writing activity is going to help you in all the areas of your life, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. But I have found that this morning routine has has the the feeling of exerting energy into the world, whereas the evening routine is about receiving energy back into the self. So I recommend you guys give that a try. You take a look at it. You see what works for you. If you're ambitious, go ahead and try both of them. If you are dealing with... Um, you know, more of trying to get your business up and running, do the morning routine. If you're dealing with trying to get your emotional states under control, you're trying to find inner peace and inner balance, do the evening routine, okay? The second writing activity that I recommend for leveling up your self-care and introspection work would be milestones or bucket lists. Once again, everybody is at different stages in their journey. And this list can be taken from two different approaches. One is the year milestone approach. Now this is where you take a list of accomplishments that you wish to complete in one year, in five years. And lastly, a list that you would want to accomplish in 10 years. This list will be a guideline for helping your subconscious brain prioritize your goals with so many small tasks, trivial tasks, and even just dreams and ideas and different things that we come up with in our mind. It is sometimes so hard for our subconscious mind to know what you want to focus on. Putting it on paper, putting it in a list format will solidify your priorities to your subconscious self. It will really, really help. 
It will help you get a bigger picture of observation for your own life and give you something attainable that you will want to work for. Now, the alternative list is the bucket list. Everybody's heard of the bucket list. The bucket list is a list of all the things in your life you really, really want to do. Where you want to go, what kind of experiences you want to have, who you want to meet, etc. A bucket list is your contract with your soul that you need to get this stuff done before you kick the bucket. I have found that bucket lists are really great for people who don't necessarily know where they're going in life. They don't have a career path. They don't have any goals. They don't necessarily even want to stop doing what they're doing. But they do have things they want to do before they die. So bucket list is good for those people who are indecisive and can't figure out where they want to go with their career. Or maybe they don't want to have a career. They just want to chill and take it easy. Bucket list is for you. Um, We're going to move right on into number three. Number three is write a daily poem. I know. It may sound super tedious, especially for those out there who don't write poetry. But poetry is more than writing. It is a way to paint pictures and sensations with words. You can have a complete sensory experience through a poem. Poems hold memory and poems hold energy. They are dictated music without a melody. The melody is your creative expression of the events or ideas you share. It doesn't take a lot to write a poem. You don't have to rhyme. You can write a haiku, which is a non-rhyming poem consisting of three lines. The syllables being five, seven, five. Or... You could write a concrete poem, a poem whose lines end up creating a picture image on the page. So each line ends up kind of creating this outline of an image. A lot of Ellen Hopkins books has concrete poetry. It doesn't have to rhyme. It just has to make a form on the page. Okay, Uh, another type of poem that you can use is called a found poem. Now, this is a poem you can create by cutting words from old magazines or damaged books. And those can be absolutely incredible to write. They can be organized using the same words from the same book with the same font Or they can look a little chaotic and interesting with different colors and different uh, fonts and different sizes. I have several found poems that I have written that I, reading them back is just really interesting because I don't even know how I came up with some of the stuff I, I came up with. And the very last type of poem 
that doesn't need to rhyme is a free verse poem. There's no rules whatsoever. This this is so easy. A free verse poem could be like colored glass against a beam of light, dappled rays on my ceiling, turn light off, and it is still once more. It could be something like that. It's just thoughts. Poetry does not need rhyme or reason. Poetry is an expression of you, of your heart, of your experience of life. Number four, burn letters. Some friendships or interactions are left without closure. I'm sure you can think of people in your life that you miss or people who wronged you and you never got to give them a piece of your mind. Well, today's your lucky day because that's what writing burn letters is all about. Write a letter to someone, someone you miss or someone you loathe. Write from your heart and soul. Let it all out. Then fold it up Go outside and start a fire in a fire pit or even just in a fireproof bowl. That would work too. Set that letter on fire and imagine your words and your feelings and your memories traveling on the wind to the recipient. Let that pain and resentment and grief be burned away and blow away in the wind. Burn letters can also be written for your dreams or goals, things you want to manifest or people you hope to meet, or even you can write them to people you will never meet. The energy will always be released into the ether, into the universe when you burn the letter. Writing burn letters can feel so cathartic, so healing, If you really allow yourself to get vulnerable, write whatever it is you need to say, cuss words and all, write whatever you need to say, all the graphic, gory details if you need to. When you let it out authentically, don't censor yourself, don't censor your feelings. It can be one of the most cleansing experiences. You can invite your friends over and have a burn ceremony where everybody writes down their goals or everybody writes down a letter to somebody they don't want to deal with ever again. It can be so, so healing for the end of a relationship, for the end of somebody's life, for putting an end to feelings or even cutting a connection with someone that for some reason just can't seem to cut. So take that into consideration. Consider writing a burn letter. The fifth, the fifth and final writing practice that I recommend that you try this month would be timed writing. All right. I I know that some of you out there are rolling your eyes, timed writing. I'm not a writer. I don't want to do that. Oh, 
but timed writing is really fun and it can be an extremely unexpected activity. What you do is you set a timer for 10 minutes and you just start writing. You don't stop. You don't reread. You don't question whatever your hand is doing. The first few times might be a bit messy, especially if you're self-conscious or you're, you're sitting there thinking it has to be something really interesting. But you might be surprised what comes up in your own writing. My first time doing this activity, I ended up writing about two young girls in the dark, locked in their abductor's house, trying to escape. It was a riveting scene that came out of nowhere, and my writing surprised me. It seemed to appear out of thin air, this this scene with these girls hiding behind a chair, crawling on the floor, looking for a weapon. They were sisters. I remember them being sisters. It was exciting to watch this story unfold from my own fingertips. A story I hadn't planned or plotted or had any preconceived notion about. Their dialogue, the interaction with the captor, was all instantaneous. And it was, it was so exciting to read my own writing. You have to trust that first thought in your head. And then you don't let your pen stop moving. You just keep it going. You keep it going and you set that timer for 10 to 30 minutes, okay? It's such a fun activity to do with your friends, your family, or your partner. If you play with someone else, choose a keyword. Uh, My partner and I chose a keyword like snake one time. And then we just set a timer for 30 minutes. And when we were done writing, we read our stories to each other when we were finished. We have done this activity several times, and it was such a great bonding activity. We really got so much closer to each other. I had so much appreciation for his writing skill, his perception of, of the topic uh, or the, the keyword that I gave him that we chose together. Um, and it was really exciting to see what came up for me and what came up for him. When we were done, we switched and we read each other's stories. Uh, It was so interesting to see how even starting with a concept or a topic could go so completely different in two different stories from two different people. It was exciting. And I really recommend that you guys try it because it's so fun to see what your own mind can come up with. See what stories are hidden deep within you that are just waiting to come out, okay? So I know there are countless writing prompts. There's countless writing journals and hundreds of activities out there that can help you improve your writing skill or help you use writing to be more self-reflective, more innovative in your life, more excited about your life, to be able to manifest things in your life. However, the five that I listed today have been powerful for me. And I've used them countless times with clients and for my own self-healing. 
And I have yet to hear of any time that these were not supportive in some way, shape, or form. So I really encourage you guys to take a leap of faith this month, to do a little writing, see how it makes you feel. Just choose one of these prompts, give it a try for a week. Choose one of these prompts and just give it a shot. Takes a lot of courage to try something new if you're not familiar with writing or you feel intimidated by writing. And remember, writing doesn't have to be with a pen or a pencil on a sheet of paper. You can type. You can text it. Literally, type it on your phone. You can pull out a voice memo thing on your phone And do these practices using voice memos, using your calendar app, texting texts to yourself. These tools that we have, whether it be our phone or paper and pencil or our computer, they are here to give us a medium where we can translate our ideas and our creativity into a form. So please don't take these incredible devices, whether they be older devices like pen and paper or current devices like smartphones, don't take them for granted. Please enjoy them. Please utilize them and see, see how they can support your writing, see how they can support you and your healing journey. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I am so happy we were able to cover the five ways to utilize writing for your self-care and introspective work. And I am grateful that you guys keep tuning in each and every week. If you found these tips to be helpful, if you thought they were exciting and you want to share them with your friends and family, please do copy the link, send them over, let people know about the show. I am just really happy to be able to share my, my wisdom, my experiences to be able to support you guys on your journey. I hope that you guys are able to apply some of these skills and these activities and that you are finding benefit for them as I did on my solo journey. So thank you again for tuning in and I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day as we keep ascending together. Bye.
Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon, get some stickers, custom tarot cards, check out the merch, the merch. You know you want to go connect with Rainbow Raja, maybe even get a session, who knows. Your support helps make this show possible, and she loves to support you. Help support her, too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension. <laughs>